Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 42. Wow, we made it. What does that even mean, 42? I don't know, man. I feel like I have to say something. You want to just get right into this yeah, stuff? Yeah, please. I have no time for any of this <laughs> okay. this week, okay? Been... I got a job, Joe. Oh, yeah? All right, so fun time is over. Yeah. Well, let's get right to business. Yeah, it's been a long week for both of us, so let's get into the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. The first thing that... We've both seen, and I've been very excited to tell people about You told me to watch this so we could yeah. do a joint review. Yeah, which is kind of our new uh, desired format, right? Joint review. Joint review, and then we each bring one thing to the table that the other person hasn't seen. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're aiming. But anyway, uh, there's billboards for this all over Los Angeles. This is an Apple TV Plus original called Little America, and it's eight roughly half an hour episodes. Um, it's produced by Kumal Nanjiani. Yay, you got it, it right. We've been practicing like crazy to say his name. Well, you have. I, just, I have to I keep have. telling you how to do it. I have. Congratulations, Joe. You nailed it. And who else? And his wife, Emily V. Gordon and Andrew Yang. It's Alan Yang. Andrew Yang is running for president, you dumbass. Close enough. And uh, Lee Eisenberg from The Office. So great team of producers. Now, a quick thing about Kamal Nanjiani. I just want to say it correctly a few more times just mm-hmm. so that Jess will stay off my back. I've never met him. Have you ever met him in person? No, I've seen him perform stand-up numerous times, but never met him. He seems like a jerk, but that's so unfair to say about somebody because I watched The Big Sick and I was like, oh, this is going to be preachy and this is going to be whatever. And it was a fantastic movie. Him, him and his wife did that movie too. I've never met, I have no stories even about why he's a jerk. I've never heard that he's a jerk. But, I have no. But doesn't he seem like he He, he could be. be. I don't know. He, hey, anybody can be a jerk. I guess. You know what I mean? But I don't know if he's a jerk or not. I know nothing. I'm going to be positive and say he's not a jerk. I usually do that, but right? for, I don't know. Anyway, I thought this series was going to be a jerk. I thought it was going to be preachy and um, uh, trying to make. America feel guilty about these immigrant stories. So it's it's eight different. You were, you were stories. expecting the kids in cages or something. I was so. expecting something that like villainized people who have nothing to do with anything, and this was completely the opposite. This was so impressive because you know I can't remember where I heard it. I'm sure it was on a TV show or movie, but somebody said people like stories because that's how they make sense of a complicated world. One of the whole things of the show is we want people to watch things that show other perspectives. And uh, this series does that so well. We should mention these are true stories, at least based on true stories. They are based on true stories. Now, there's two things I really liked about this series. Number one, like you said, they're based on true stories. And at the end, you get an epilogue with photos of the people they were based on. That's cool. The other thing, I'll let you try and guess what the other thing is that... uh, that I liked about it. Uh, I'm going to leave that up to you. Okay, well, you know that I hate subtitles. Well, oh, don't get me started on the <laughs> subtitles. Okay. Okay? When you watch an American production of something, and it starts off in English, and then switches to a foreign language, wouldn't you expect 
that to be subtitled. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it isn't here. It's not. You can watch this all the way through, and there are huge chunks of dialogue and scenes in, in foreign languages that have no subtitles whatsoever. And I watched four of these episodes with that, not knowing what anyone is saying. And then I finally switched to the subtitles thinking like, okay, I guess we're not going to get anything, but just, just the English. But then they have the ones for the foreign language too. But I'm like, why didn't they have that to begin with? So I watched four episodes listening to another language, no clue what they're saying. But here's the thing, and tell me if this is true for you. It didn't matter because the way it was made and acted, I understood the gist of what they were saying. That was my second favorite thing about the show. And that is crazy. Yeah, because you feel like you're standing there with these actual people and there is nothing to read. They're speaking like one of them. uh, I mean, there's pages of dialogue in other languages, but it didn't matter. You're totally right. You felt like you knew what they were saying for the most part. Yeah. And it felt so much more real without the subtitle. I really appreciated that. I do feel like I want to go back and watch some episodes again with the subtitles. Yeah. Because maybe I'm selling it short, but it didn't really matter. But I have to say, I, I can think of like, especially the cowboy, which is my favorite yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. Episode three, the cowboy and the baker. Those are my two favorite ones. They were both yeah. about the African experience in America. And they have massive chunks that are in another language. And none of it mattered to me. Because <laughs> you, you knew what was happening. Because of the emotions. Yeah. It's, and the truth that was being portrayed. The show's incredible. I, I mean, I was really moved by it, honestly. I thought it was, like you said, inspirational. But it also shows you people's stories that you're like, wow, I can't believe that somebody went through that. Yeah. And, and uh, that's what we need right now, right? It's really positive And everyone should watch them. I should say, though, don't expect like a Twilight Zone twist at the end. They're stories of people's lives. They're, they're, they're not dramatized to make it like, you know, some, oh, my God, you know. It's not Room 104. No, no. But it's it is not an the, anthology. It is an anthology. But it's not the Twilight Zone. I mean, it's real slice of life type of stuff. I didn't care for all of them. They're not all great. Some I'm like, nah. My two favorites, like I said, were the cowboy and the baker. And I think the rock. And that was the one that was about the, the Persian father. Because yeah. he was so likable. That that guy, yeah. I'd seen him on uh, that actor on Showtime on Homeland, and he played like uh, you know an Iranian terrorist or whatever. Sean Tobb. Yes. Yeah. Complete opposite in this. What a great actor. I mean, so like you're rooting for this guy here. You're rooting for everyone in these episodes. Yes. That's exactly right. Now I recommended the three that you just did not mention, but we'll get to that in a second. We'll synopsize the cowboy real quick, which is the one that's on most of the billboards, which is the black guy. What did you say the other day? He's the African gentleman. Yeah, no, not that. You said he's dressed like a cowboy, but you he, said he, was, he looks like Howdy Doody. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a black Woody from Toy Story. Well, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's he grew up on the uh, cowboy mystique from movies. Right. So to try to fit it in America, he dresses himself as a cowboy and in a way kind of alienates himself, but does end up fitting in. Yeah. I just love how the, even the people that were against him eventually, you know, grow to really like him and he wins everybody over. Yeah. And he's, he's just trying to fit in and the way he fits in, it was in Oklahoma, right? I mm-hmm. think is where it was set. The way he fits in is he uh, starts, yeah, starts dressing like a howdy doody and he finds this cowboy culture that accepts him. And uh, that's how he finds his way because he was a, a foreign exchange student or somebody he'd come here from just Nigeria. A stu- yeah, just a student, you know, and a student yeah. visa or something. 
it's incredibly moving that episode. I liked episode six a lot. You you didn't respond as much as I did. Uh, it wasn't for me. Okay. It wasn't for me. I've been on a cruise to Alaska, so I've been there, done that. <laughs> All right. It was it was more about the Asian immigrant story, yes. which I'm a little bit especially sensitive to. You are. Doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter why. <laughs> okay. I know why, but I'm not going to say. All right, Little America on Apple TV Plus. This is one of the best things that I've seen in quite a while. I thought it was so good. And like I said, if one doesn't work for you, try another one. You'll find a couple in there that you like, and it'll be worth your time. Yeah, uh, really good. So it's a binge. There you go. So moving on then. Yes, back to me. Back to you. I have something that's going to break our rules a little bit. Now, I know we said we can't take anything from like cable, really. But I, I don't care. I love this so much that I'm like, forget it. You know, it's our show. We do what we want. I have something that's on Adult Swim. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't watch Adult Swim. I watched it on their uh, on their app. They don't even have an app. I said I watched it on their website. Excuse me. And uh, it's Joe Para Talks With You. Now, you showed me a picture of this guy, and you said, have you ever heard of Joe Para? And I go, no. And this guy, he looks like he's 26 years old. He looks young. So can yeah. we preface whatever you're about to do with that? Yes. Okay, but, go on. But he, he sounds like your grandfather. Yeah. He, he, his demeanor is like an old man. Now, I, I discovered this guy on a Late Night with Seth Meyers. He did a stand-up, and then Seth would have him on as a guest occasionally. And I thought this guy was a comic genius. I think he's a comic genius. He came out to do some shows in L.A. I saw him three times in one week. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this guy. No one's really heard of him. But he, like I said, Seth Meyers you know, introduced uh, me to him. And I feel like the show that he's on, on Adult Swim, perfectly captures his persona. Now, it's there's two seasons the first season was nine episodes. The second one is 13. They're only around 11 to 12 minutes each. There's two that are a little longer. There's a Christmas special where like Joe Parra, you know, shows you how to pick out a Christmas tree. And he takes all these like mundane things in life and like explores them. And there's like a narrative that runs through the season. So you can jump around if you want, but I would suggest starting with episode one and going through it linearly because there are character building moments, but it's really a way to him express his uh, his views on the world and things that you would never consider. Like, you know, Joe Para takes you for a Sunday drive. You know, Joe Para, you know, packs a lunch. Joe Para grows grocery shopping. It's so like mundane. You're like, how is this even funny? But it is. And now when I first saw him, I thought, oh my God, did this guy like ride the short bus? Like that's oh, like he's disabled or something. Like 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 he like he's slow or something or like there's something wrong with him. But no, this is just stick. Also, I have to say, I love this guy because we have so much in common. All right, he's <laughs> so I, we both I, rode the short. Yeah, we yeah we both rode the short bus. <laughs> he's from Buffalo. I'm from Rochester. As far as the rest of the country is concerned, they're the same place. New York. Yeah. Oh, there, there you go. New York. Great. It's all the same. Glad I can help. Yep. We both went to Ithaca College. We both studied film there. We both have the same L.L. Bean barn coat, and we kind of look alike. But that's where the similarities end. Because if you listen to me for two minutes, you know, like, I'm not going to be like Joe Perry. You know what we got to do? I got to play a clip so you get a sense of what this guy is like. Please do. And then you, from there, you can decide whether this is for you or not. Because I can tell you, 
Just hearing this will let you know if this is your type of comedy. Luxury. Refinement. Power. These are three words I would use to describe the 2001 Buick Park Avenue. <laughs> this is this got, just came out, right? And no, this is from the first interpretation season. Of style. The Park Avenue is truly one of America's most beautiful automobiles. Hello, my name is Joe Parrott, and I do appreciate how fortunate I am to be driving a car like this equipped with the 3800 series V6 engine. Probably something fancier than I would have bought for myself, but it was left to be my, my grandfather. Sometimes my coworkers will tease me about it, saying, which widow are you taking for prime rib dinner this Friday night? <laughs> and due to its size and color, my students call it God's car. At the end of the day, though, it's just a really nice car that doesn't make people feel bad about how nice it is. And it's got OnStar. All right. That's, so, that's so strange. It's so bizarre and so weird. And I think some people are going to listen to that and go, I'm out. This yeah, is not for me. No. I can't do even 11 minutes of this guy. But I'm telling you, <laughs> this guy is a comic genius. I can't I get enough it. of him. He's also, uh, he's got a co-producer, executive producer, Connor O'Malley. I think they met up on Seth Meyers as well. He's really funny on this show. Connor O'Malley is married to A.D. Bryant, who's on SNL. Just a little fun fact so for you there. they're all connected. They're all connected. But look, at, you're going to look for this, and it says it's on Hulu, right? It says it's on Amazon Prime. You got to pay for it. And it's on, you said it was on YouTube too. It's on YouTube, but you got to pay for it. It's like two bucks for a show. So it's technically a streaming show. It is a streaming show technically, except you know, you, the thing is when you go to, when you go to Hulu and it, you, I search it and it's like, oh, there it is. Great. And it goes, add it to your stuff. I add it to my stuff, but then there's nothing to play. There's a banner and a whole picture there, but no playability. I don't even know why it's on there. That's but strange. right now, all the episodes from the first two seasons are available on adultswim.com. I love this. Okay. And I, I, can I tell I, you who it reminds me of a little yeah. bit? A little bit uh, of Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy, speaking of SNL. A little bit. The, the, the sentiment behind them, not, not so much the delivery. Yeah. Um, also, it reminds me a little bit of this author named Patrick McManus, who writes books about uh, fishing and hunting and stuff. But right. he just tells these really earnest stories in hilarious detail. Also, a little bit, uh, do you know who Josh Gardner is? No. He does this character, uh, the deaf frat guy that goes on the Corolla show sometimes. But he was on SNL. He was writing, or he was writing for Kimmel or something. He's connected with all those guys. But he does characters like, kind of like this, where it's just so bizarre, where you're like, is this guy, like you said, is something wrong with him? Or is he a genius? But I, I, that clip you played was really funny. So This is one of my all-time favorite things right now. Okay. That doesn't make any sense, but you know what I mean. It's jo- truly enjoyable. And like I said, not for everyone. You are either going to be like, I love Joe Para, or like, keep this guy 50 yards from me. Joe Para is P-E-R-R-A, No, correct? no. Just Joe P-E-R-A. Oh, okay. And he's a Buffalo Bills fan. What's not to love? Yeah, I can't think of anything, but... Um, it's, it's on a lot of platforms. What do you say, man? I say binge. 
Okay, there you have it. Thank you. Joe Para talks with you. Adultswim.com, other venues. Find it. You'll love it. Okay, I'll check it out. I think I think it's pretty cool. Joe, <laughs> let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, iways.com, affordable eyewear. Quality, complete eyeglasses starting at $59 complete. Prescription sunglasses, reading glasses, and a new computer eyewear line called Screen Ease. Eyeways was founded by a, go with the word, Joe, you do it. Ophthalmologist. Thank you. And all orders are dispensed by a licensed optician. This is a healthcare company, not a trendy millennial startup that sends you crap product that might not even be the right prescription. Ugh. When it comes to your vision, don't trust anyone who's not a doctor. Just don't do it. I say this, I said the last episode, it's your health. Your eyes are your health. Are they part of your body? Yeah. Yeah, they're your health. I think people think they're different. Oh, my eyes aren't part of my... Guess what? Try not having them. Try not being able to see. Well, it's not a hat or a, a pair of sunglasses. It's like actual vision glasses. Right. D- take it serious. Yeah, man. take it right. serious, please. So check out iways.com and use promo code BINGERPURGE for $5 off your first order. Again, that's iways.com. We can't thank those guys enough. And by all means, you know, take care of your eyes. If you feel like, you know, I, I can't see so well, just get them checked. <laughs> right? Yes. You'll thank, thank us. Yeah, you'll, you'll thank us. You'll thank iways. Thank you, Iways. Promo code binge or purge. Yes. All right. Moving on, Joe. Your turn. Okay. So there was much discussion about what the third thing was going to be tonight. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things I can't wait to talk about, but uh, I'm going to have to wait another week. So I've got a surprise for you tonight. Oh, I love surprises. Okay. So let me tell you the cast. Now, this is a, a, a streaming movie. Streaming uh, movie on what? Uh, Amazon, iTunes, and Vudu. Vudu? Yeah. Wow. Which I don't know even really what that is, but it's one of the shortcuts. We got buttons. a lot of law breaking tonight on the show. <laughs> I'm just saying, you what? know, I, well, voodoo <laughs> and that? I, that's, wasn't that McConaughey from whatever that stripper movie, I right? Don't... Got a lot of lawbreakers out there tonight. <laughs> no? Okay. All well. right. Sorry. I'm just saying, you know, Adult whatever. Swim and we're, we're, you know. Well, this is a movie that went straight to streaming. I feel like it, uh, it fits. Okay. I don't. It may have popped up at some theaters, but I don't know. I've never heard of it. Let me tell you who's in it. All right. Uh, Richard Gere, Walton Goggins, Peter Dinklage. Now, now you're listening. Mm. Bradley Whitford, who I love. Juliana Margulies, who I love. Kevin Pollack, Stephen Root, huge. Yeah. Cast. This is called Three Christs. Um, I've as been, in Jesus? Yeah, as in Jesus. Okay. Right. So uh, I've been very excited to tell people about this because uh, there's a lot of things happening, in, uh, particularly in Los Angeles right now, about uh, people that are wandering the streets with uh, psychosis and schizophrenia and stuff. This is the true story um, of a doctor played by Richard Gere who left academia to go work at a state uh, hospital in 1959. To go work with delusional schizophrenics. Okay. Uh, Kevin Pollack plays the director of the hospital. This is based on a true story about Dr. Milton Rokich. Uh, they, sure. They changed his name in the movie. I don't know why. But anyway. Uh, so Probably because that last name is like ridiculous to say. They changed it to Alan Stone for the movie. Exactly. I don't know why. Paging Dr. Stone. Dr. Alan Stone. Yeah. You have a crazy person in Looney Bin 5. Now, don't be insensitive because this is actually uh, 
a very serious look at schizophrenia. And so what this guy did, he goes into the state hospital and it turns out there are not one, not two, but three, uh, hence the title, yeah. three patients that think that they're Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Uh, right on. So what he decides to do is put them all um, in an isolated ward together where they're the only three people in that area and try to get them to get along. Because his theory was that um, schizophrenia was a product of external circumstances. I don't want to get too far into the academia of it. Mm. Anyway, no, hold on. Peter Dinklage. Stay okay, with I'm back. Okay. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> when, you, when you give me the dink, I'm in. <laughs> can, we, can we record that uh, drop for one of these buttons? Uh, okay, so anyway, he puts these people in a thing, and uh, he tries to uh, help them, obviously, and uh, long story short, it doesn't work. Uh, it was basically a failed experiment, and uh, this has not gotten good critical reviews, I think because it was too true to the actual story, which is that it was a failed experiment. I mean, it, it's sad how it all it's turned out. kind of a downer. It is a downer. Uh-huh. Um, that being said, Walton Goggins, your friend Peter Dinklage, Bradley Whitford, unreal performances. Unreal. I can't have ever heard of this at all. I mean, it must really suck if whoever made this buried it. Oh, it's it's buried. I think I don't know what I watched it on. Probably like uh, voodoo. The, or no, I watched it when it. I was pumping gas. It was on the the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this has a forty three with the critics, which is not good. No, and a sixty one with the audience, which is fair to Midland. I mean, that's like you know, sort of fresh, but like you left it out. You can still eat it, you know, but you left it out of the refrigerator for a day. You yeah. know, it's like, meh, okay, if there's nothing else. It's a C minus, basically. But you think it's better than that? You think it's you think, I think it's, it's incredible. I think it's so good. And and here's the thing, back in nineteen fifty nine, the way they dealt with insane people was lobotomy, restraints, medication, and confinement. That was it. Yeah. And and here we are in twenty twenty. Uh, we're not doing the lobotomies anymore. We're just, we're not doing anything really. We're just like, uh, here you go. Walk the streets. Right. So it was, I think it's very pertinent. I don't know. I, maybe I take it a little bit too seriously, but uh, there's a lot of funny moments. Is this in your it. connection with mental illness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's very. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, come on. Look at you do stand up comedy. That's mental illness right there. Oh, Yeah. Uh, it does take a certain amount of delusion, but um, this is a fantastic film, and it went straight to smart TVs only, I guess. I, don't, I haven't heard anything about it playing anywhere other than uh, Amazon, iTunes, and Vudu, uh, and it just happened to pop up on my thing. This is so good. It's a great look at not only how complicated that issue is, but also this compassion of this doctor who really wanted to do something good and advance us beyond lobotomies in 1959 and, and, and couldn't. Who made this? Uh, this was directed by John Avnet and co-written by John Avnet. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. He produced Risky Business, The Mighty Ducks, uh, Less Than Zero, fantastic movie about addiction. He wrote, directed, and produced Fried Green Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, he's got a great track record. So, I mean, I can see why people, you know, worked with him, right? Yeah. He also produced uh, The Burning Bed. With Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. Now, funny story. Remember I've mentioned on this show before the uh, Ewok adventure? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> which which no one's heard of except for you and me apparently. Well, it, it, it's in the Star Wars lexicon for sure. So on that VHS tape that I used to watch, the Ewok Adventure. Uh, immediately following that, someone in my family had recorded the burning bed. So if I didn't uh, turn it off, I would be mortified and uh, not sleep for several nights. That's a terrible movie. Or not terrible, but scary for a young person. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not exactly the double feature you're looking for. No, the Ewok Adventure slash Burning Bed. I miss those days, though. The randomness of what can end up on a VHS tape. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, who knows what what lurks on this cassette, right? (laughs) Someone might have have taped over stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so John Abnett uh, directed it and co-wrote it. Three Christs, it's on VOD. That means video on demand for our listeners who aren't uh, up to speed. Find it. It's great. It's a, it's a binge. Congratulations, Joe. We had three binges. Three binges. Today. Wow. Wow. Amazing. It's a lot of positivity for uh, what I think we can all agree has been a rough uh, week, week and a half. Yeah. I'm not in a great place. I'll be honest with you. So sorry, buddy. I, I need these uplifting moments that we have you and me right here. That's what friends are for. This is the highlight of my week now, Joe. That's oh, how bad it's getting. Wow. I know. Ugh. Are you looking forward to anything? Uh, Hunters, that Al Pacino uh, starring Jordan Peele produced show on Amazon about hunting down Nazis. Oh, yeah. Good. It looks interesting. That's in a couple weeks, so I'll definitely check that out. Other than that, I don't care. I got uh, nothing. Out on television. The Apple TV Plus thing, and Ellen is in it a lot. What's this out on television? Yeah, about people, uh, be, you know, being out as a gay on television. Oh, okay. In the '90s, when it, you know, wasn't so uh, widely. It's a, it's a documentary. Yeah. Okay. Cool. First Apple TV documentary, possibly. Nope. The first and only Apple TV Plus documentary available so far is The Elephant Queen. Right. Should be. I'm so impressed with everything Apple TV has done so far. As, as is well documented. Not everything is great. We didn't like C. Well, we didn't even oh, watch that's C. Right. And that's Servant, right. ugh. But mm-hmm. we liked the morning show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and we obviously, we loved Little America. And the uh, the astronaut thing was good, too. We'll talk about that some other time. All right, cool. Can we go home now? Yeah. Well, Joe, where can they find us? You can email us at bingeorpurgepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at bingeorpurge, Instagram at bingeorpurgepodcast, and Facebook slash binge or purge anywhere. Just Google binge or purge and uh, Spotify, uh, Google play Apple. Of course. I mean, obviously you already know where you can hear us cause you're listening. Right. But, and we're uh, on YouTube. Don't forget. Oh that. yeah. YouTube now. Yeah. Yes. We hey. have our nine subscribers. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, please tell a friend cause we want to uh, grow the show and keep doing this. I mean, we'll probably do it no matter what. Yeah, we're going to do this because we got nothing else to do. Yeah. I have nothing else to do, really. So let's just keep going. Okay, well, tell your friends about it, please, and uh, thanks for listening. And as always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. That's it for this week. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.